Welcome to the Cinema Rack, where we celebrate the greatest and worst in Hollywood films and their most self-indulgent narcissistic actors, directors, and producers. Here, we will laud and malign Hollywood's seedier elements with levity and humor. They love cinema as much as anyone does. They've been talking about it for over 30 years. Time to get trashy. Here's Gregory and May. Hello, everybody. This is Gregory, and welcome back to another episode of the Cinema Rag. I hope you're doing well today. Today, we're going to continue the series Movies I Love and talk about 2008's Tropic Thunder starring Ben Stiller, Robert Downey Jr., and Jack Black. Now, <laughs> I guess in this inchoate series of Movies I Love, I think right now we only have two comedies, this and, and Team America World Police. So I guess I have some... Uh, propensity to like these kind of martial belligerent sis-boom-ba uh, pro-America jingoistic type movies but I find these movies to be hilarious beyond hilarious so Tropic Thunder I don't think I really need to review the plot but just in case for you youngins or if you guys have lived in a cave you've never seen it it is a Ben Stiller directed movie and it was written by Ben Stiller and Justin Thoreau and Ethan Cohen. Justin Thoreau probably is most famous for being the ex-husband of Jennifer Aniston, her second husband after Brad Pitt. And he's done a lot of work. He's He's been on some HBO movies. He's also been in Zoolander and some other things. He's one of those chameleon guys. He was in Wonderlust, the Aniston, Paul Rudd movie. I think he's a pretty talented guy. So the movie is essentially a comedy spoof where the lead character played by Ben Stiller, who's Tug Speedman. So Tug Speedman is one of the, the biggest action stars at the time. He has these scorcher franchises. And one of the beauties of this movie is how they interpolate flashbacks and of each of the actors' backgrounds. Like in the first five minutes, it's a great introduction to the movie because Ben Stiller is the big action star and he's all ripped and he they do all the little trailer intros for the Scorcher franchise that so you can get a a kind of like a backstory on him very very quickly and then you got Jack Black as Jeff Portnoy he's the comedian who does a lot of toilet humor his movies are kind of based on like Eddie Murphy's movies like he's got the fatties Part two, which is about a family where he plays pretty much every character and all they do is fart. So it's kind of like a spoof off The Nutty Professor by, by Eddie Murphy. And secretly, he is a drug addict. And then you got Robert Downey Jr.'s Kirk Lazarus. I mean, this is just probably, oh my God, one of the best roles that's been created in 25 years. He was a, a nominee for Academy Award for this role. So he plays an Australian method actor who's won the Academy Award five times, and he's gone through a pigmentation alteration surgery to darken his skin just to play this role for this movie, Tropic Thunder. So he is somebody who's kind of a natural antagonist to Ben Stiller because Ben Stiller is an actor who can't cry. Tug Speedman, that's kind of his thing, is that he can never cry. And Kirk Lazarus, Downey Jr.'s character, is all about the method, right? To the point where he dyes his skin black just for this role. And they show fake trailers to some of of Kirk Lazarus's past movies, like Satan's Alley, which is about two gay monks. And it, it, it's just it's just so good. He is so funny in this movie. 
And it's great because we've talked about how a lot of these MCU guys have probably been oversaturated and somewhat become complacent and corrupted by doing so much of the MCU. We talked about that a little with Hemsworth and certainly with the Mark Ruffalo episode that we did. But we like to see Downey Jr. kind of bounce back. Of course, he's in Oppenheimer uh, kind of in a supporting role. But seeing him in movies like this just reminds you how talented. I mean, sure, you can go back to weird science and see his potential there as a comedic star. But he is just so good in this movie. Then you got Jay Baruchel plays like the the nor only normal person in this movie. And he is kind of the, our avatar into the movie. So we see everything in a similar way through Jay Baruchel's eyes. Then you got Brandon T. Jackson playing Al Pacino. Al Pacino. And he's the rapper who's doing this movie kind of as a, a, a way to cross over into acting. And he's also promoting his products, Bust a Nut Candy Bar and Booty Sweat Energy Drink. He's a closeted gay guy, as I told you. And so that's one of the backstories there. So these four guys are doing a movie that's based on memoirs written by a guy who was in Vietnam called Four Leaf Tayback. He's played by Nick Nolte. You find out later on that the memoirs were all faked. So they are doing this movie of like a true Vietnam drama. Okay, it's a, it's, it's a true Vietnam not drama. And so the idea comes, Steve Coogan is their director who doesn't know what he's doing. They come up with this idea to drop these guys off in the middle of nowhere and have explosives set up everywhere because they want it to be authentic. And 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 so just chaos ensues from there. I mean, it, it's no spoiler alert. Coogan, the director, get, gets killed early on accidentally. He steps on one of the explosives that were set by Danny McBride. Danny McBride's in this movie as the explosive expert. And so the whole time, the main characters who've been set down here in, in, the, in the jungle, so that's going to be Baruchel and, and Jack Black and Ben Stiller and Downey Jr. and um, Al Pacino, they think the whole time that this is serious and legit, and, but it's not. We know it's not. We're in on the joke. They don't know what's going on. And then there is a, a, a group of Vietnamese, a gang that is, is I think there's, refining was it it's opium or something like that and they're the flaming dragon gang and so there's this plot where they think the gang thinks that these guys are actually legitimately trying to undermine their heroin uh, production and ben stiller in their in his little group think that these are legitimate vietnamese Viet Cong fighters so it's just just crazy stupid it's just so crazy stupid then you got as the the <laughs> Tom Cruise plays the executive, the the Hollywood executive, and he makes a couple of appearances in this movie. I mean, he's all gussied up. He has a, a, a wig, so he's bald. He's got these really massive biceps. He's really hairy. And essentially, he cusses, and he's just ill-tempered to no belief. And then, let's take a break. I wanted to let you know about some of the other feeds here at the Eclectico Gregorio. The oldest one we have is... The Awakened Man, which mostly deals with holistic health, medical cover-ups, ways to biohack your life, to ensure longer longevity, medical conspiracies, and naturopathic stuff. We also have, and that there's probably about 400, 500 episodes over there. We started that one back in 20, 
17, 2016, I believe. We also have the Female Holistic Health Apothecary, which originally started as an essential oils feed. And there's about 100 episodes on essential oils, particular essential oils like rose and lavender and sandalwood and so forth. And then later I morphed it into more topics that are regarded for female health, female specific. We've had that feed also since 2016. And then lastly, we have Confessions of an Obese Child, which deals with my childhood obesity and trauma that came from it. So it's a great feed for those who dealt with childhood trauma that led you to have addictions to alcohol or food. And I interviewed several people and what it was like to grow up overweight and all the difficulties of losing the weight and then keeping it off and trying to metamorphosize into a regular weighted person. So check out those feeds at the Eclectical Gregory on Apple or Spotify. And then McConaughey, all right, all right, all right, we got an episode here on him, plays Ben Stiller's agent and his best friend, Rick the Pecker Peck. So he plays that role in this movie too. And so the, the, the movie, and I don't want to ruin it if you've never seen it. I think the majority of you have seen this movie. And there's a lot of great cameos in this movie. But the movie is just so well written. It's so clever. And I forgot that Stiller directed this movie. And Stiller, you could say, we don't have an episode yet on Ben Stiller. And certainly he is one of the iconic comedians of the last quarter century, no doubt. And he directs this movie so well. And he is so good in this movie. He is so good. And Jack Black, I mean, look, we don't have an episode on Jack Black. I would, <laughs> your mileage run might run different uh, on Jack Black. I, I think there's a reason why he peaked and then there's a reason why he's not really relevant in Hollywood anymore. But he plays this role as the, the comedic actor who's hooked on drugs that we don't know is hooked on drugs. He plays this role well, but I, I think to me this movie is all Downey Jr. This movie could not exist without his Kirk Lazarus. Just him making fun of a white person being a method actor makes it funny. I mean, there was some blowback at the time for him being a black blackface, putting on blackface, and that's always been a kind of a caricature I've done in Hollywood where we have white people put on blackface to betray African-American characters and so forth. And so there was some blowback about it. And I think, and I've heard, I've heard Thoreau be interviewed on this and Robert Downey Jr. as well. And it's like, they don't, people don't get it. And I think, let's be clear. Let's be very clear. This movie would never be made in 2023. There's just no way that in this world of woke capitalism, cancel culture, and all these things that this movie would never be made. Even in 2008, it got slack for uh, Donnie Jr.'s performance. But look, who is he making fun of? He's not making fun of black people in this movie. He's making fun of moronic idiot method actors. That's who he's making fun of. That's who Stiller and Thoreau are making fun of when they're in their writing of Kirk Lazarus. And no doubt Robert Downey Jr. had influence into how this, this role was going to be created. So it is a satire on so many levels. And I think that's its one commonality with Team America, aside from ridiculous, stupid violence, is that they're both satires. This is a satire movie that is supposed to make fun of, on one level, you know, Hollywood jingoism, but not really. It's making fun of Hollywood. It's making fun of moronic Hollywood producers like 
Tom Cruise's character. And I remember, so he plays Les Grossman. I remember at the time, after the movie came out, and the movie did well. It was made for about 90 million, which is a lot. I mean, even for 2008, but it made 198, 95 million in, in America. And it was number one for three weeks in a row. So it made its profit back. But at, at its peak, I remember Cruise coming on to, the, I don't know if it was like the MTV movie, movie Awards or if it was... I don't think it was the Academy Awards, but he came out as Les Grossman. So he was all dressed up and he did a little shtick. And I'm like, eh, don't do that, Cruz. You're iconic in this movie. Les Grossman needs to be less. Less is more. Less is more. But the movie's making fun of people like him. And Thoreau mentioned that it's kind of a spoof off Harvey Weinstein. And you see Harvey Weinstein, of course, now with the Me Too movement is is in jail and, and, and... the key's been thrown away, so to speak, on him. You've also seen Harvey Weinstein kind of being lapooned in Entourage as well. So that they're making fun of him. And so it, it's it's kind of a character spoof on Hollywood as perceived by the, the Hollywood executive. It kind of makes fun of the unctuous agents played by Matthew McConaughey. And it just makes fun of, of just pretty much everybody because everybody is a complete buffoon in this movie aside from Jay Baruchel who is like the voice of reason and is the only one he's the straight man who's incidentally the only one who's actually read the script and read the book and he's trying to talk to these people who are all in la la land right so because because lazarus is all method and jack black is all drug addict and he's not making sense and then al pacino is just the whole time freaking out and promoting his drink booty sweat and so forth. And and Ben Stiller is just trying to be the lead, but he's not the lead. And look, I guess the one thing, the other reason why this movie couldn't have been made is, so one of of Tug Speedman's previous characters was what we would call today a special ed character. And so when the Asian gang kidnaps him and they figure out that uh, who he is, they ask him to do a very primitive stage performance at the the Vietnamese heroine side of Simple Jack. And Simple Jack is the special ed character that that Ben Stiller's Tug Speedman has played in previous in a previous movie. And so they he does that and and at the end uh, Tug Speedman realizes that he can cry again and he kind of realizes and figures out that his true love for Hollywood and making movies and Kirk Lazarus Rabadani realizes that at the end that you know he, he's kind of a fool and he breaks down later on on how he's a joke and all these things like that and so they all kind of have this good character development Jack Black realizes that he can't be on these drugs anymore and, and so forth and so the movie kind of has that kind of ending but look if you have not seen this movie it is hilariously funny and is highly highly recommended to see this movie this movie was filmed in Kauai, over in Hawaii. And you know, theoretically, I think they'd rather do it there than in Vietnam because who doesn't want to stay three months filming a movie? It would rather be in Hawaii than Vietnam. I don't believe it's streaming free anywhere, but you can always buy it on Apple or Amazon. And again, I highly recommend it. It is one of the funniest movies of the last 25 years. And it was rated pretty well by critics as well as being just an amazing, good, great satire. Guys, I'll post a poll over at Spotify. Spotify allows us, not only can you reply and post a comment there, kind of like on YouTube, but it allows me to post a poll that lasts for eight days. So I'll post a poll over there at Spotify. 
see what you think of Tropic Thunder, please rate and review on Apple and Spotify, wherever you're listening to this, because it helps with the algorithm. There's a link for PayPal to make a donation in the episode notes. There's also a link to the website, which hosts all the Eclipse of Gregorio feeds. And lastly, please take care. God bless. And pray. Thanks for listening to the Cinema Rag. Please post an honest review on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. Check out the episode notes to visit our website and to make a donation. Lastly, follow the rag today. Until next time.